Hello everyone, and welcome once again to the Red Dwarf Introcast, where longtime fans and slightly newer longtime fans talk about Red Dwarf, episode by episode. Uh, or major announcement by major announcement. What? Um, yeah, so, you know, we thought we were done, and... Wait, we're not done? Uh, but... What? We, we, were, we were mistaken. Rumors of our demise had been greatly exaggerated. Um, because apparently somebody announced something, and now we're going to have to do this for another year or two. So, oh well. Um, but, yes. So, along with that, we have... Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, you're just going to have to put up with it. Um, so, with that in mind, uh, we have Rosie. Hi, Rosie. Hello. And Stephen with us. Hi, Stephen. Hello. Who were actually... Uh, you, you were both at Dimension Jump. Stephen, you were there too, yes? Uh, yes, I was. Yes, yes, and they they were there at the moment. They get to tell us the amazing blow-by-blow blow of it uh, as we talk about the future of Red Dwarf, now that Red Dwarf has a future. So, yeah. Uh, my name is Heath. I'm Angela. I'm Shane. And I'm I guess Rosie. We've already done that. <laughs> <laughs> I just jumped in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it doesn't matter. It's been a, it's been a good five months since we the last time we did one of these. <laughs> We're rusty. We are indeed. Uh, so yeah, more red dwarf. What's that about? Well, how do you feel about it? I know we've had discussions on the podcast previously. <laughs> I still think there are stories to tell, and uh, yeah, so I'm I'm excited about it. I, I think. There's still uh, they've still got a couple of good seasons in them if if they uh, go some of the directions that I hope they do. I mean, I've got a question for Stephen and Rosie. How did the announcement take place? I mean, yes, <laughs> I was I was um, I was watching Twitter on that Saturday morning, and I saw something like announcement soon. Did your Twitter blow up? And my Twitter and yeah, my Twitter actually blew up quite literally, <laughs> and and you know then I heard. And I heard, of course, Doug being there at DJ. So something we knew something was going to happen. I think most of the fans knew what, uh, that there was going to be another series announced. Yeah. And the way Doug played it was that he came in, sort of stood in front of everyone and said, uh, you may have heard that there's going to be a new season, uh, a series of Red Dwarf. Uh, that's not the case. There's going to be two. So he played it really <laughs> well. <laughs> Nice. And the whole room exploded. So yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, but Stephen, you you knew more than me because I had to leave halfway through. So <laughs> um, yeah, I will say when he made that announcement and he played with us by um, saying that's not going to be the case, followed by a brief pause. My heart did sink uh, for like a second because <laughs> uh, I did buy it. You know that um, that. The announcement might be that okay, there is no new series. He, I think he, like you said, he played that really well. Um, and then, of course, when he said there's going to be two new series, the, the just the sound of like the applause in the room, it, it's it's something that's pretty much unforgettable. Really, you just it, oh, it was it was great to be there when it happened. And um, uh, I was watching the video back. Um, of when Doug made the announcement and you can just see the smile on his face um when he made it and um it's just it's just really sweet and I don't think anyone could have possibly predicted that you know I mean you know I think we knew that we were going to definitely get a new series but nobody I think nobody could have predicted that it would have been two new series I don't think that's ever happened with Red Dwarf before <laughs> if I remember rightly no the closest was one and two um, mm. together but uh, yeah so it seems like 11 and 12 are going to be set in, in very much the same vein um, well yeah then, he... oh sorry go on no go on <laughs> no, uh, he, I do remember he uh, there were a couple of uh, facts he came out with um, they'll be reusing the same sets from series 10 so you know the bunk room the drive room and all that and um oh, man it's, it's not going to be set in the prison no. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> well you no, never the whole know. thing is going to be set on backwards planet yeah it's going to be prison yeah it's going to be ser <laughs> series 12 the then series 11 <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, I think that's uh, interesting, really, because um, I don't know if that means there's not going to be any changes whatsoever, or that you know they're just going to take the set out of storage and just it'll be the same as ten because they've never really done that. I mean, even with one and two, there was a difference, um, you know, little subtle differences like a big inflatable banana in the room, um, ocean grey. Oh yeah, yeah. Military grey. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't help but wonder if they will make any any little changes at all, or if if um, those sets will just be exactly the same. I, I would hope that they're going to keep the feel of series ten, but they do have a bigger budget, so they're going to just sort of smarten things up a bit, tweak things here and there, and hopefully it will work. I, I remain sceptical um, <laughs> because I thought series ten would have been a pretty good one to go out on. But we'll see. And I think two is more encouraging. You know, so. what, I'm, what I'm really curious about there, because that last episode of Series 10 marked a big uh, change in the character arc of Rimmer. Uh, yeah. And so are they going to keep with that, or are they going to, as they have before... Uh, just completely ignore huge huge changes or events in Rimmer's life and just reset him to default. And this is fantastic because Steve and Fletcher actually stood up and asked Doug Naylor this <gasps> in the question and answer. Yes. And Doug Naylor said, <laughs> Great I minds. Will not answer that. <laughs> <laughs> well done, <Yeah>. Stephen. <laughs> Great minds, yes. Uh, yeah, that, that was, uh, I think, one of the first questions and uh, I managed to grab a mic and yeah that was the question I asked and uh, it was kind of nerve-wracking really because uh, there was suddenly uh, a pause and um, Doug just suddenly said um, I don't think we should answer that yet but if I remember rightly he basically said I don't think we should answer that yet but there won't really be any big changes you know Rim is not going to change completely because you know you don't want him to be completely different <laughs> But um, again, you never know. I think he basically said, you know, um, I can't give you a proper answer yet because I don't want to give anything away. I mean, I would assume that there might be little changes, mm -hmm. but I don't think there's going to be, I don't think Wimmer's going to, you know, he'll still be a git, you know, and a smeg yeah. And, and he's that. not going to pin it on any series. You know, he's not going to say this is series eight, Rimmer, this is series seven. It's just... Not a new start, but nothing pinned down, I guess. Yeah. What do you guys think of the announcement that is it going to be a co-production between them and Baby Cow? What? Emma, I think it, it will mean they've, they've got more budget. Is there going to be a Baby Cow? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. It's, yeah, obviously, I haven't been completely Tra keeping up with the news. Translate for uh, the Americans. <laughs> Uh, it, the new the uh, seasons eleven and twelve are going to be a co-production between uh, Grant Nader Productions mm -hmm. and a company called Baby Cow, mm -hmm. uh, the, and they produced um, Alan Partridge. Yeah, okay. Philomena. No? I don't. I don't think they didn't produce Alan Partridge, but it was it was founded by Steve Coogan. Yeah. Oh, neat. I am now picturing like a baby cow. <laughs> that's, that's the the new the new cast member. Yes. What do you think, baby cow? Ooh. Got the baby cow. Okay, now I just need. <laughs> now I just need the sheep and the horses. Um... Sorry. Well, I think it just means they're going to get a bigger budget, and they'll have they'll have more room to maneuver in various ways. Maybe their so. CGI won't be done in the basement on someone's PC. <laughs> in exchange for a case of wine. <laughs> but I, I think, quite frankly, it also means production will run smoother than it did in Series 10. Um, yeah. Well, that's just not Red Dwarf. <laughs> well, they have um, already uh, written nine out of the 12 scripts. You know, that's one thing I was going to ask. If they know that they're going to have two series worth, then yeah. what excuse are they going to have for rewriting the last episode at the last minute of, uh, of, of he, series 11? That was asked, I think, quite a lot throughout the, the weekend. <laughs> and yeah, nine, nine out of 12 have already been written. Um, 
and the rest are being speculated. Uh, one which, Stephen, were you there when they were saying that they wanted uh, Doug's wanted to do a where everyone is Crichton? Yes, yeah, so I heard about it. <laughs> a fistful of yeah. Crichtons. Yes. They're actually uh-huh. doing it. Yeah. Um, they also want to do a Kachansky episode. A Kachansky episode? Just one based around Kachansky, that's all hmm. we know, and uh, one based around Cat's virginity. Really? Yeah. Well, um, well, the thing... Sorry, no, you go ahead, Stephen. I was going to say, with the Cat episode, um, the quote from Doug is, um, it's written and we address the issue of virginity. So we do know that the Cat episode would look... Out of all the ideas, it looks like the cat episode is the most uh, the most likely one to happen so far. Um, yeah, I, I'm not. I don't really know how to feel about <laughs> most of the yeah. ideas here. Like, thing, I, would, thing I would say. Sorry. What was that? Answer? Sorry. What? What was that? Wasn't that one of their last episodes? Yeah, that's what. That's the point I was going to make. That episode wasn't written by. Um, uh, that was written by an outside writer. Mm. So therefore, it won't be a remount of that last episode. I'm just worried it's going to be like was in the book. Yeah, that was awkward. But, but that then, would involve that some happened backwards, not a backwards planet, so Maybe not. <laughs> hmm. um, yeah, my feeling is with the Crichton episode, I really love Crichton as a character, but it just seems like every single episode where he's been brought to the forefront has been a, a bit awkward a bit cringy yeah. <laughs> um, and I'd, I, I mean I'd love them to make that work but I just can't see how they could really you mean DNA was a great episode it yeah. was but he he wasn't mm-hmm. yeah okay I'll give you that okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it actually called DNA <laughs> yeah it was but um, yeah I, I think as as a leading character, I'm not sure they could pull it off, especially if everyone else is crying as well. So. Well, <laughs> on the one, I mean, giving Chris Berry an excuse to do a, an impression of Robert Llewellyn is <laughs> always good to give him an excuse to do an impression of any of the other ones. Um, so I don't know. I, I think it, it's... I'm not writing off the idea. I'm curious to see how it turns out. At least it's not a everyone is Dwayne Dibley. <laughs> there you go. So... <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully we shouldn't have asked Dwayne Dibley. We we hope. Well, I think he was asked, um, uh, he was asked at the convention if Dwayne Dibley or Ace Swimmer will be uh, coming back. And he pretty much shot that down and said, you know, he's saying, um, I don't want to be accused of, you know, rehashing old ideas. And um, um, and basically, you know, said that's not going to happen. Good. Yeah, I think it would bring too many questions if Ace showed, Ace showed up. Sorry, the cat just bit me. Ow. <laughs> Ow. No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I was just about to go there. <laughs> um, I am very curious uh, as to whether Kachansky would be returning as a regular but it sounds like not so much. Well, I mean, if they said that they're going to have one based around her, then maybe that just means, you know, she will be on the show and there will be one, she'll have one feature episode. I don't know. I have a feeling they're not going to bring her back as a regular because they sort of think that her being around for Series 7 was what caused some of the problems of Season Series seven and series eight. Some fans do seem oh, to think that. that, but yeah. And I know there's been some talk about this already, but just to make sure that we address this, what is the uh, Holly situation? As Nothing... far as, as far as we know. <laughs> well, he he was asked that as well, and from what I remember, he said uh, so far we've only got uh, the regular four confirmed. There's been no mm-hmm. there's been no other news yet as to anyone else coming back and you know if holly did come back if it would be norman or hattie uh, so there's no- nothing there's nothing confirmed yet about that hmm. See, uh, I, I mean if it was it, it's got to be hattie i would love to well, see yeah <laughs> well yeah i i would definitely pick hattie over norman at this point to be honest i love hattie yeah so i mean she's she's so dedicated mm. um 
yeah, absolutely lovely woman. But um, yeah, I, I can't see them bringing back Holly or Kachansky in a permanent way. I think that they're sort of feeling that the way they did Series 10 with the four main and then bringing, sort of dripping in things from the outside occasionally is the way to go. So, I, I think, well, I, I think I'll say something that um, a lot of fans may not like, but I, I do definitely want to see Kachansky come back. I'll say that now. I, I, I do, of all the ideas, I'm more excited about the prospects of uh, them doing a Kachansky episode. That, that, that's the idea. Of all the ideas Doug listed, um, that's the one I'm most excited about because I, I do want to. I do want to find out, you know, what happened to her. And um, I do, I do think um, Doug. I, I do have faith that Doug could do a good job writing her as well this time round. I, I don't know if she would work as a regular or a one-off. I don't, you know, but I, I would definitely love to see her again. I think, I think either way, it's more dependent on how it would affect Lister's character in the long term or the short term. Hmm. That would be harder to write than, you know. <laughs> just having her back for the odd episode or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. well, I mean, I've always been outspoken that I, I don't think that the character got a fair shot as a character. Mm. Um, I, I felt, felt that she was particularly underwritten and that they were throwing in some really, like, the whole... The, the big change, in, I mean, in Crichton's character especially annoyed me with the whole jealousy subplot and him whining and whinging all the time. It just... It, it made her... It made the show a little less pleasant... But it wasn't necessarily because of hers, because of their sort of contorting the other characters in weird ways around her. And they didn't have to do that. I, I think she can be a character and her presence can add something instead of just making things weird. Um, but anyway. Well, I, I wonder if um, the relationships would be different considering how much time passed between Eight and Back to Earth. Um, you know, because um, definitely the the relationship between the main four has changed um, mm -hmm. over the years because they've been together for so long now. Um, I wonder if, you know, Crichton would be a little, you know, not as annoying and whingy uh, with Kachansky there this time around. Mm. Yeah. So you think Kachansky could come back and uh, Lister would just go over it? <laughs> 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 or, you know, interact with her like a character instead of a plot device. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be fine, too. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I, I, I think that there's just a lot of potential there and, and it's really too comfortable, really tempting to stick with the status quo because we know that those four can play off of each other and make a fun show, but they've been doing that now for a lot of years, like a lot of, a lot of years. And <laughs> I, I don't think it's a bad idea to shake things up a bit and, and to go ahead and try again to, to expand that a bit. Um, plus the whole, I, I felt like that was how we were going to get Lister's actual character development and him realizing maybe that going home to the ruins of earth to raise sheeps or to have a sheep and a cow and raise horses, uh, that that was never a good idea that maybe finding a new, making a new home with people he cared about, Kachansky included, um, uh, was maybe a, a more worthy, uh, goal or something i i felt like that's where the show should have been heading but then it was like ah, instead we're just gonna have him kiss an alien and it's gonna be funny what's funny they'll be impressed <laughs> well, I, I think maybe the uh the problems they had with series 10 sort of was one of the reasons it didn't go that route because i, I um uh correct me if i'm wrong but uh, you know i think the original plan was to bring could Chansky back at the end of 10 and it was originally it was originally leading towards that um uh i think you know you can certainly tell with like the first four episodes uh it, w it wasn't until the last two where doug had to completely scrape uh those scripts that he had originally written for those two episodes and you know hastily rewrite them in the last yeah. minute that you know that yeah. that idea of kachansky coming back so went out the window um so I wonder if now, you know, with 11 and 12, this will, like you know, that. give, yeah, give him an opportunity to do that again. I would like that. I have a question about Dimension Jump. And uh, as hopefully 
Uh, Stephen and Rose, you can answer this for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the story about Matt McDonald capturing Hollister being getting half naked on stage? He did do that. Yes, I, I'm seeing <laughs> the picture in front of me. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he did do that. What, yeah. Why? But why, though? Oh, uh, well... He was telling an anecdote that didn't seem to match to anything that happened afterwards, but he suddenly went, yep, here we go, and ripped his shirt off. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm literally just reading it for the first time on the Red Dwarf Code at UK site, so I could, uh, yeah. I could tell you if you want. Go on. Um, the next... They, did it, they were doing a question and answer session, and the next question wants to know what their dream... Uh, what the dream roles would be and Mac says mine would be the Incredible Hulk before raising his, sh- oh, his yeah. head <laughs> and posing angrily on the stage that's funny that's funny we actually saw him uh, uh, in uh, Angela has been binge watching Jeeves and Wooster lately yeah. and uh, saw him in a nice little cameo oh, on that show hmm. I'm like hey it's Captain Hollister yep <laughs> I was. Oh, he... uh... oh go on I was just going to say, he was amazing all the way through. I mean, he was so friendly to the fans and just engaging. And, mm. you know, he obviously loves the show. He seems like a nice guy. Well, I, I was I was going to ask earlier, actually, um, of all the characters that could come back, what, what would your feeling be if uh, Hollister came back? Boy, that would be some interesting... Right? Well, they never really addressed what happened to the rest of the crew anyway after... Yeah. <laughs> Where were they during season 10? We don't know. You know, I think even he said if he was to come back now, it, it it would be like looking back at season eight or series eight. He wouldn't have a place to sit necessarily, and mm. it would, if that makes sense. Well, uh, Starbug, Starbug will be returning. Yes, oh. it will. Yeah. yeah. Hey. I just well, hope you... that the set that they used in season six and seven make a return as well. Because that set is so iconic now. It's probably been long since demolished. They'll have to painstakingly recreate it. Well, they recreated it for season eight, for that one scene at the start. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess they did, didn't they? It wasn't It wasn't as good, though, in my opinion, the job they did with that brief scene um, in series eight. Um, you could really tell the difference. Um, obviously, that had to be- didn't want to budget that much for something no. that would show up so briefly. No, true. Just a I mean, green not... screen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, also, uh, Seven was, of course, not done in, in front of an audience, whereas Eight was, so it's bound to look different anyway. And they have announced that Eleven and Twelve will both be in front of an audience, yeah? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Good. I think that... And, oh, sorry, I was going to say, we'll be filming late... 2015 and airing in 2016. Yeah, filming back-to-back, so I think they start... Don't they start sometime in October and finish in March? Huh. Well, the one camera is pointed at the stage, what's the other camera filming? (laughs) They're back-to-back, it's just audience shots? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, then they said they'd have about three weeks off and start the next one. Yeah. So, I think we, we have to assume that the two series are going to be very similar. Well, that's nice. It seems like they're, they've got sort of a plan in mind. Like if they're going to have all of these episodes, if they know that they're going to have two series, then they can like actually build towards something. Maybe. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, no. uh, but that's just not red dwarf, is it? <laughs> no, exactly. It's going to be a new thing. It has an overarching <laughs> plot. What? <laughs> well, I, I was wondering that myself. I'm sort of wondering about the possibilities that they, you know, doing the, these two series back to back will have. I mean, can they do um, sort of a, an arc throughout? Like, like, you know, they they did that with series six, of course. You know, mm-hmm. trying to find Red Dwarf, and um, I wonder if, um, you know, what if that maybe they'd uh, do a cliffhanger at the end of eleven and actually resolve it in in twelve. That would be I nice. Think- yeah, they're going to be in a completely new situation. And knowing that they'll have that next series, they won't have to rush the first one. They can lay back a bit. They can, you know, maybe stretch out the storyline a little bit, not just dive in head first and see what works, see what sticks. You know, they can... Do, do you think now they've got both seasons confirmed, they'll do a running... Uh, well, I was going to say a running plot. 
but you know some sort of background plot across 12 episodes kind of what they did in season six. Oh no it's gonna start sounding like doctor who <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to figure out the mystery as it goes along well not necessarily because <laughs> the thing is the overarching thing of season six was they've lost red dwarf yeah and they're trying to trying to find red dwarf you know that wasn't um, that wasn't the main plot but yeah. you know it was a background thing across the entire season and into season seven as well I just think that they will try and tie episodes together more than they would with just a short six-episode series. Mm-hmm. I hope they do. I really do. And, of course, there was also the announcement of the potential tour as well. Oh, yes, the tour. <laughs> what now? Uh, they announced uh, that there may be a live tour uh, because they realised that not all fans will be able to get to the live recordings, so they were going to do a tour. No one knows okay. quite what hmm. yet. But. Did they mention if it was going to be in any way international? Well, no. uh, <laughs> They mentioned well. it would go to Scotland. <laughs> oh, Scotland. <laughs> yeah. That's far away. <laughs> well, I, I think um, Doug was actually... Uh, Doug Naylor was asked this in the uh, coffee lounge um, and... Uh, because there were a couple of uh, Australian fans there, and they were asking if you know they'd uh, uh, they'd do some shows there. And uh, I think Doug said something along the lines of um, that would be the hope, you know, that they'd love to do that, you know, um, do an in- international show like that. Lord knows if it's going to happen, but I-, I think that's you know that's certainly on their, their mind. Well, let's talk a bit about what our hopes and expectations might be. Uh, for this coming series, you, you'd mentioned uh, yeah one thing: uh, what characters we might like to see come back. Um, but yeah, what sort of plots or episodes uh, do we really want to see sort of make a return, or maybe a new direction that we'd like to see it explore? Any thoughts? Well, I mean, just going back to what I was saying before, I'd certainly love them to take advantage of the you know doing two series in one go. You know, maybe having a um, them connect. We'll, with like an overarching theme, I think it would be a shame if they didn't, you know, uh, use that to their advantage. Um, you know, maybe not necessarily to the point where you don't get standalone episodes, but just, you know, like Shane was saying with series six, you had the sort, you know, uh, um, them finding Red Dwarf, but that wasn't really the main plot of each episode. That was just sort of a background thing. Yeah. If they did something like that, that uh, that's something I. Uh, that's something I, I definitely love to see um, happen uh, in these two series. I'd kind of like to see some silly alternate dimensions. Well, they've never done like, that before. <laughs> I know, but but that just I don't remember if that like I know they time traveled in series ten, but I don't remember if there was any like actual alternate dimensions mm. in series ten. And that's just something that I don't think they've done in a while. Hmm. Like, it seems like the last alternate dimension they went to was when they got Kachansky, right? I guess. Well, does the mirror universe count in well, Only the Good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're talking about just more the, the quirky sort of... Yeah. You, you want you want the the prawn dimension where there's nothing but shrimp. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or like if they got like they couldn't bring they wouldn't bring Ace Rimmer back, but if they found like a dim- a dimension jump drive, mm-hmm. then they could have like an episode where they do like or, or maybe even a few episodes where they're jumping between dimensions and trying to find their way back. Mm-hmm. That could definitely work. For me, I'm I'm really hoping for one. I mean, you've got at least I guess twelve more episodes here, uh, so I'm really hoping for. Oh, have they said how many? Is it going to be six per series? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. So I'm hoping for another maroon slash duct soup style. Uh, to me, you know, the special oh, effects good. and and the weird sci-fi stuff and all that. Yeah, you can do a lot with that, and it's so much fun, and they use it well. But if you lock up 
Craig Charles and Chris Berry in a room together and have them talk and play off of each other in the right way, that can be the best episode there is, no matter what the set, no matter what the special effects or the outside plot. So one more good bottle episode would really make me happy. Um, the other thing is, and you've already mentioned that there's going to be a Cat's Virginity episode, so maybe, but I didn't really care for the planned episode of Cat meeting another cat person uh, that didn't pan out, sort of glad it didn't pan out. But I still think the mystery of Cat's people, what happened to both of the sex as they left and departed the ship and went their separate ways, um, I still think rediscovering cat culture and maybe Cat's place in that has some potential. So, yeah, cat people. Or just go ahead and finally confirming that he did, in fact, slaughter them all to make his <laughs> many, many suits. Um, well, I don't know. I just, I, I think very, very simply, and it's what all fan wants, fans want, really, is just that they got the balance between the four absolutely right. And to carry on writing episodes where they balance the four and then just bring people in slowly from the outside, have different plots, but not take it too far one way like not completely jump into right we're going to a different universe different dimension or whatever else because they could very (laughs) they can very quickly screw that up but if they've got the balance right there as a sort of base then they can sort of branch out if that makes sense Mm. um into sort of subplots um and so you know bringing holly back or kachansi back is a nice idea but not as main characters just maybe as the odd episode and this is why it frightens me completely with them saying you know we're going to have an episode with all crimes because it's (laughs) it would be out of balance it would (laughs) be out of whack so i don't know i I do get that yeah as as a gimmick episode though i think it has potential but i think you're right that certainly can't be Every episode shouldn't be, this is the Crichton episode, this is the Lister episode, this is the Rimmer yeah. episode. Yeah, that wouldn't work. Would, um, uh, I guess this is for mainly Heath and Angela, would you like to see them resolve, you know, what happened at the end, after Series 8? Would you like to see a result of that? Or <laughs> just not care? Can they? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's just too late. I think if they tried to go back at this point, yeah, it, w- it would be too little too late. It's... Boy. Especially when they've sort of hung a lantern on it. Mm. Do you remember way back when, when that happened? And, oh, well. <laughs> right. Plus, I feel like it's, like, I don't know, a bit too meta. And, mm. like, I I think making the series as accessible as possible for new viewers. That's a point. Just, you know, I, I feel like if they tried to get into Series 8 stuff, it would be a bit too like fan servicey and and one thing to consider there is they are quickly running out of the ability to insert themselves into flashbacks within their own continuity we know that danny john jules is a vampire and has yet to age but <laughs> the rest of them if you tried to put chris barry up against even series eight chris barry it's going to be pretty obvious that some time has passed there yes. uh, they'll just do like the same thing as they did with Peter Davison and <laughs> that Doctor Who thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Faces, definitely. You yeah. look old because of the time you lie me. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of, we are getting another Doctor at Dragon Con this summer. Paul McGann is going to come to Atlanta for our the convention that we go to every year, and we're super psyched. Oh, amazing. We have a toy TARDIS another... with... Yes, we have the 5th, 6th, and 7th Doctor signatures, and the 8th Doctor is coming. Yep. Excellent. 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 Um, I, have, I, need, I need to ask Rosie and Stephen about the really great um, surprise guest, or I'm assuming it was a surprise guest at the convention. Mm-hmm. Dave Benton Phillips. <laughs> he was amazing. He was really, really good. <laughs> Heath and Angela, have you heard of him um, what 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 has he played in okay well no dave benson phillips was um a kids tv show host he was he was the sort of tv host from the 90s that would drop gunge on your head in one of those you know hmm. sort of quiz shows yeah 
you know, Nickelodeon type things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, he was a, a big, big part of my childhood. Okay. Sort of like our a, childhood. Like a double dare would be the show here then, maybe. Uh, yeah. Right, no, because we had, we had our own double dare. That was done by Peter Simon. Oh, okay. Uh, no, um, uh, no, he, he did. Okay. Or you can't do that on television? Uh, that was Canadian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did, uh, he did, I think it was nine years, I think it was nine years, please correct me if I'm wrong, uh, nine years of a show called Get Your Own Back. That's right. Uh, where the entire point of the show was the kids to get their own back on an adult. Ah. So being that, you know, a teacher, a parent, um, anything like that. Mm. Yeah. Neat. Yeah, you know, just very exuberant eccentric yeah. kids TV host and uh, he came along and did the disco and um, announced some of the prizes and is a massive Red Dwarf fan as well. I mean he was constantly there going, can I have their autographs as well? <laughs> <laughs> so no, he was amazing. Oh nice. Oh, he's, he seemed like a really nice guy. I remember um, at the end of the weekend when it, uh, everybody was packing everything away uh, a friend I was with um, went up and talked to him and just, you know, was saying, I think you were really amazing. You did a great job. And uh, you could tell by the look on his face that it meant a lot to him to hear that. You know, it was, it was really, a, he, he seemed really touched by that. It was really nice. Nice. So, yeah, another question about Dimension Jump then. You know, we, Angela, we love uh, sci-fi conventions and whatnot. What was the best costume you saw and what was, like, the most outlandishly creative sort of costume you saw well i didn't see i i saw them all stood there waiting to go in uh there was one girl dressed as a tension sheet which is pretty <laughs> impressive in fact she she dressed as that as that all weekend wow <laughs> now you see that again something that you could do in the uk you wouldn't want to do that during the summer or even spring here in the American <laughs> South. Yeah, just wrap yourself in saran wrap for a few days. It'll be fine. It'll be well, fine. amazingly, she was American. Oh, uh, and yeah. She, oh, and she, she cried her eyes out when she had to go home. Uh, but she, she'd come Aww. over just for this. And yeah, she was a tension sheet. Um, yeah. And there was, oh, there was the Dibley family, wasn't there? The oh, little yeah. girl... The little girl that won was uh, a joy squid, and her costume was absolutely amazing. I, I've got a picture of that. I'm looking at a picture of that right now. Yeah. It's on the, <laughs> red, it's on the uh, uk site. Cute, cute, cute. Yeah. Oh, and just as a way of... So I know that this all happened a few weeks ago, and it seems like Angela and I are very ill-informed. And that's because these last few weeks have also been the end of the semester. So we have been buried up to our necks in papers to grade, and really haven't yep. been able to do anything pop culture related or fun or relaxing or enjoyable oh. so that's why we haven't been looking up that... join, uh, join the club on that one yeah exactly yeah but no i was just two hour that... day hello <laughs> that's why we haven't been keeping up with the news as one might expect oh well anyway the last thing on dimension jump i'd just like to say was that everyone was just fantastic it was organized so well um and you know it was just it was so pleasurable. So, I mean, Stephen, you were on the other side of it from me. Um, how did you find it as a whole? It was oh. your first one as well. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was amazing. I, um, I can't really think of good enough words to describe it. Really, yeah, it was my first one. I wanted to go for years now, and um, yeah, I, I just had a really, really amazing time. Um, and oh, and tell us about Goitless. Yeah, I was going to ask that as well. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Go, um, I don't know if, uh, Heath and Angela, if you've heard of a show called Pointless. Um, have you heard of that in the UK? Uh, no. no um, oh, it's a popular uh, UK game show uh, here in the UK. And basically, you, ha you have to um, uh, find answers to questions that nobody... I'm not doing a good enough job describing it, but um, may I may I step in? Yeah, you do it. Please. Okay. The the object of the game they've surveyed a hundred people, mm -hmm. and you and you've got to give an answer. Nobody a right answer that nobody has said. Oh, it's the opposite of Family Feud. 
Exactly. Yeah. Family fortunes, which I yeah. assume is the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Um, Neat. Anyway, so but they did a version of this uh, called Goitless instead. Um, and mm-hmm. Stephen was picked. And Stephen, who was your partner? Hattie Hayridge. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you yes. had it. <laughs> yes. So, um, I didn't have a partner. So uh, Ian Zimes came up to me um, while uh, I was waiting for uh, to get an autograph signed, I think. And uh, he said, um, uh, Stephen, we noticed that there's seven of, of you and we need uh, another person there. Would you like to be partnered with a special celebrity guest? And I, of course, said yes. Um, and it was and... Talkie Toaster and you were so sad. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Every question, delicious toast. <laughs> well, the f- the first round was about bread, actually. The first question <laughs> it was about bread, <laughs> and thankfully it was Hattie who had to um, uh, give an answer to that one because uh, if it was me, uh, we probably would have lost straight away. <laughs> cool. Uh, but... I know she was lovely. Oh, she was really lovely. Yeah, she, uh, she kept calling me um, when she first saw me. She she kept saying I look like Leonard from the Big Bang Theory. (laughs) She said said it more than once. Um, It sort of became a running gag throughout the weekend. And uh, she was surprised when I... uh, She asked me if anybody had ever told me that before. I said no. Um, And this was at the uh, coffee lounge. And uh, she just suddenly said to everyone sat at the table, does he not look like Leonard from the Big Bang Theory? (laughs) Uh, And... uh, one of them just said, um, well, no, we never thought that, but now that you mention it, <laughs> I choose to take it as a compliment. Sure. See, see if what you can remember, because I've got the, as I said, I'm, I'm looking on the redwolf.co.uk report, and they've got your answers to your the final round, which was obscure black-headed guest stars. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically we had to name actors who were in any of the four series of Blackadder. It could, it could be um, anyone. Um, so that that was sort of intense because I hadn't watched Blackadder properly in a good while. So, yeah. um, um, But my first guess I went to, which I, I was kind of taking a risk with, uh, Brian Blessed, who was in the first series. Mm. And um, and I, uh, I went with... Chris Barry as well. He was in a, an episode of the third, the third series, I think. See, and, Robbie, um, Robbie Coltrane was in the Christmas special, I think. He was. Oh, also... he, he was in the third as well. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he okay. was. He was um, Dr. Johnson. He was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And um, Hattie, uh, Hattie uh, said, um, uh, came up with Lee Corns, who played uh, Paranoia in series one of Red Dwarf. Um, oh, of course. Nice. Yeah. I, I don't remember him being in Blackadder at all, but um, Hattie knows Lee Corn, so I, of course, <laughs> you know, took her word for it. And uh, yeah, we went, we went with that. Um, Brian Blessed score got a score of forty-five, so we just about. I think it was if it was over fifty, um, we would have lost. Chris Barry got twenty-nine points, and um, Lee Corns got ten points. So the answer had to be completely pointless, you know, um, it had to be really low or just have a complete zero. So we technically didn't win, um, but um, Ian, who is hosting, just asked the fans who were watching, should we let them have the prize anyway? And thankfully the audience was uh, very nice and just, you know, said yeah. So Aww. we so we, we sort of won. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you did. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, there's a there's a lovely uh, photo which I'll I'll probably frame and keep with me for the rest of my life of um, me and Hattie with uh, the the uh, prizes we won. Um, there's a photo of us two posing, and I'm just carrying a load of mugs and uh, t-shirts that they'd given me as prizes, and Hattie's just holding one, one t-shirt. And yeah, as, as I say, um, it was uh, it was very lovely. That is fantastic, man. Yeah, it was. It was great. It was, I, f- I don't think I can use the word surreal enough to describe the weekend, really. <laughs> I can so. <laughs> well, we are coming up on the hour, so let's go ahead and yeah. maybe head toward wrapping up here. Um, let's see. 
Any more points or guesses or wishes for series 11 and 12? Uh, I guess one we haven't talked about much is Starbuck coming back. Um, mm-hmm. would Because it, it didn't really get featured much in 10. It was more Blue Midget than Starbuck. Would, yeah. would you rather... Do you, would you rather see more Starbuck, or you, do you not really have any sort of strong feelings about that? Or what? Not, not so much for me. Uh, it's I'm usually focused on the characters. Well, I think the set the set is potentially smaller, and it's got mm. its limitations. If they're one thing we haven't sorry oh. sorry to interrupt. One thing we haven't mentioned is the fact they're moving studio. Okay. Yeah, they're moving. They're moving to uh, Pinewood Studios, which I think is where they're filming Star Wars 7 at the moment as well. Uh, since Series 4, they've been filming in Shepparton, but because I think it, this was due to them working with Baby Cow now. Um, they, uh, <laughs> because of uh, Because of a Baby Cow, they've had to change studios. And, um, well, yeah, you need grazing space. Exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> Proper ventilation. <laughs> And, um, when, and the, the studios actually are going to be smaller. It is, yeah. But it's not like they used the entire studio space in the previous series. So, Love, did you have any preferences on uh, Red Dwarf versus Starbug versus Blue Midget? I mean, I would like to see a couple of scenes with them in like the uh, 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 the cockpit, like you know, at their four mm-hmm. separate yeah. stations and doing like spacey things, changing the light like, bulb. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It it almost seems like when they've got the whole of Red Dwarf to to work with, even though they're not moving there, the potential sort of, I don't know, I I like the confined. I like them being restricted Mm. to to what they've got, if that makes sense. And Mm. um, yeah, so Starbug would be a welcome thing because Blue Midget was just a, a bit crap. Really, <laughs> big crap. But it, it did that it. CGI dancing and and and. No. Oh, that's a that's another thought. Um, uh, would you like like to see more model work in eleven and twelve? Oh yeah, I mean I I, I didn't have quite and I guess coming to the series later on uh, and whatnot, I didn't have quite the sentimental attachment to the early model work that longer time fans had but just a lot of the cgi it didn't look nearly as good and seemed like it was much more expensive so why um i i like practical effects when possible just as a general rule so you know if if they're going to do cgi i would like for them to put the budget into it and actually do it really well but why you know, if you can do the model shots, uh, it's creative, it's slightly campy in the best possible way. Um, and yeah, generally, I, I prefer it. Yeah, absolutely. How did uh, how did um, you feel about the model shots in 10? I'm trying to remember now. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. My brain's still sort of mush. I, I do remember that there was the, yeah there was sort of a celebrated return there, but I, I'm I, we're rewatching the series now from the beginning, so ten is a bit distant in my mind. We're uh, listening to the commentaries, which are a lot of fun, by the way. Oh, the uh, the cast commentaries. Yeah, yeah, uh, we're still on series one, but just joking around with Norman and everybody. It seems like a lot of fun so far. Yeah, we finally oh, really? got the DVDs. They had, oh, a, cool. they had a special on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got it. We got that and Blackadder and Faulty Towers. Faulty Towers, yeah. Yeah, but we were we we cracked open Red Dwarf first. Excellent. Have you have you seen any of uh, the you probably haven't, but have you seen any of the documentaries yet? Um No. No, we like like we said, we've literally had no time. No, but, like, we'll put on a commentary while we're making supper or something like that. Yeah. Now, a while back, I mean, I have watched bits and pieces of them on YouTube after we've passed the series uh, to where there would be any spoilers. I've seen bits and pieces, but now that we have more time, I'm looking forward to seeing them fully. Excellent. Um, let's see. Any other big news? Oh, yeah. Uh, we've already announced this before, but yeah, Angela and I, we're coming over there, so get ready for that. Um, yeah. Batten down the hatches. Taken the UK by storm. 
Picking so your goes up at the train station on eleven o'clock next Tuesday morning. Woo. Oh, okay. That answers my wow. question. <laughs> yep. So looking. So what have you got planned? Time. Are you going to to Harry Potter World? No. Oh no, no. we decided against that. We're going to be so tired. Oh. After. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we live relatively nearby Florida, so if we decided to go there at another point, it wouldn't be that far a drive. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> You're spoiled over there. <laughs> well, we don't get to go to Dimension Jump, though, so... Oh, okay, no. that's true. Yeah. I win. And <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> Whoever decides to book it the week before the general election. And I seriously <laughs> doubt that we'll ever get to uh, add uh, Tom Baker to our Doctor Who signature collection, because I don't believe he likes to travel internationally anymore. No. So, you just get to see him over there. <laughs> Let's take the TARDIS and stalk him. <laughs> I hope you both. I hope you both like history. Is what I'm saying. Uh, all right. Well, on that cheery note, uh, thank you for listening, uh, Stephen and Rosie. Thank you both for sharing your memories of Dimension Jump. You're oh, thank, thank you. Uh, the awesomeness of Hetty Haybridge. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so here's looking forward to a new series of season of the intro cast once we get the the show although we're gonna have to figure out exactly how we're going to handle it is it gonna be episode by episode or are they gonna make angela and i wait until the end and still be newbies we'll we'll see we'll decide <laughs> but uh that's all for the future all right until next time uh thanks for listening and bye everybody bye, bye. bye. bye.